What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is Jeremy Hayes with the Fadeaway Fitness, this side of the Rim Official podcast. Uh, this is season three, episode number seven. Uh, today I have with me uh, one of my actually really good friends, um, but also uh, one of my first ever clients as well. His name is uh, Jet Rosing. Jet is a uh, freshman shooting guard at Duquesne University up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Jet, uh, say what's up to everybody here. What's up, everyone? Uh, thanks for having me on the show, Jamie. Yeah, absolutely. I said we've been uh, we've been talking about this for forever, and I'm glad we could finally just sit down, bang it out real quick, tell your story and kind of your journey in the basketball industry and basketball world, and um, everything that you have going on and kind of your future plans. Uh, and it's been it's been really kind of a, a fun ride, especially since I've been able to know you for for so long and been part of your life for so long. But now I kind of want to hear uh, all the the minor details and you can kind of tell your whole story to everybody listening here. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. Cool. So let's honestly, let's just dive right into it. Like, just give me a background as you as like a kid kind of growing up. Um, I know you were uh, down in my way in the Wheeling, West Virginia area before moving up to Pittsburgh. Um, so kind of just talk about it, uh, you as a, as a kid and kind of how you got involved in sports um, and if you played multiple sports growing up. Yeah, for sure. So um, I was actually born in uh, Wheeling at Wheeling Hospital. And uh, like you said, before moving up to Pittsburgh, uh, I went to Our Lady of Peace High School or middle school. And um, I was there from, what was it, uh, preschool until probably sixth or seventh grade. And then uh, I ended up moving uh, up to Pittsburgh and I went to uh, Strictly Academy and uh, ended up going to First Love Christian Academy after that. But um you know, through my young ages, I played football, baseball, and basketball, and, um, you know, all year round, so it was, there was never an off time, really, so it was just, I was playing sports all year round, and uh, I played flag football, um, and I played for the West Virginia Wildcats uh, baseball, uh, it was a travel team, and then um, I ended up playing for uh, Our Lady of Peace um, in my middle school years, and that's basically right. it. So honestly, how do you think that like um, playing multiple sports kind of helped you uh, develop as like, I guess, like a, as a well-rounded full athlete? You know, I would say each sport has its own flaw. And, um, you know, with baseball, you know, you're, you're always running, you're always in the field, you know, catching baseballs and stuff like that. So, you know, I feel like in football, you're always running, so I feel like it has a lot to do with speed and agility there. Um, and in basketball, it's, it's basically everything. You know, you got to be strong, you got to be aggressive. You have to have, you know, an offensive threat. You have to be a defensive threat. So right. it's it's all around. I think you just have to work really hard at each sport. And, right. Know. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I always I always talk about this with people. Is like, at what point do you like? Even though you really enjoy multiple sports, you you could be very talented in multiple sports. And if you really, really want to take something serious and like try to play at that elite high school level or elite AAU level or now try to try to earn a college scholarship, like at what is the point do you feel like we need to change from two, three, four sports to let's narrow in and and focus on one sport and we can uh, really start to develop as a as a full one sport athlete. So like at what was that point when you decided you like, yo, I'm getting pretty decent at this whole basketball gig, like. When did you decide to like, yo, let's just take this full time serious and uh, just kind of commit to just basketball? So it was going into my eighth grade years when I uh, stopped playing baseball and football, um, and then I 
start staying focused on basketball. I would, you know, work out mornings, work out evenings, and, you know, having a father who played professionally and played in college and having a brother who played in high school, you know, I was always around basketball, right? mostly. So that was big for me, and, um, you know, I ended up just really falling in love with it. You know, I, the people around me, I had you working me out, I had uh, Greg Stracone working me out, and I had my dad, of course, working me out, and you know, I, I think at some point you have to drop something and focus on the other thing because, right. I mean, you can't just, you're not going to play more than, it's unlikely you play more than one sport in college. Right. Uh, so I think that it was eighth grade for me. Right. And I think you really have to have that, those hard talks with yourself, with your with the people that are close around you. But also, like I said, um, to, re- to really, uh, like I said, hunker down and figure out that one avenue you want to take and yours seem to be basketball is like at what point to hey listen I, I really want to be really good at this and like I just got to commit to all of my time and effort into being really really good at, at basketball um and then I said I honestly I feel like you have to have the right people around you um and like I said you mentioned you worked out with with myself you worked out with Greg Chircone you worked out with your dad all the time and it's like if you were to ask if I were to ask the same question who do you work out with right now you would say myself Greg Chircone and your dad. So it's like nothing changed over the last four, five, six years. It's like you kept the same people um, around you and it was the same voice that uh, just kind of kept keep feeding you and keep pushing you along. And uh, it just seems like uh, you're on the right path to, like I said, uh, kind of achieving all the goals that that you kind of have for yourself and also that we have for you as well. So I think uh, keeping keeping a, a, a small tight circle that has a positive influence on you, I think is, is really, really big. Yeah. So, you know, I, I believe highly in, you know, keeping your circle small because even at your worst, like the worst time, you know, when you're not doing great, you know, you're not working hard. Like those are the moments that build you to who you are today. Right. So, you know, I feel like if you keep your circle small, instead of, you know, say I had a good AAU game one year and, or one, one weekend and, um, you know, I had other trainers hit me up. Like, I wouldn't just jump the gun because, you know, they saw that I performed well. And um, so I kept my circle small right? rather than, you know, going out and just working out with whoever. Because, you know, when I did become, um, you know, effective in the game and I became more of a name, for, made, made more of a name for myself, right. um, those guys would say, oh, I made him that or, oh, I did this. But instead, I kept my circle small and, Right. right for sure and like i said you always kind of have have to have uh the right the right people around you and uh, like i said i've been very very blessed and fortunate to like i said know you know your family and uh been able to still kind of kind of keep with you um so i said we're going to kind of roll it till the wheels fall off but let's uh like i said take that into take that into talking about a little bit of your high school career so far like so like i said i, I i've known you since you were in kindergarten but like you were always uh, a, a smaller kid but could always just shoot the ball really well so like naturally just growing up I mean yeah you can just put the basketball in the hoop like that's a good thing um but take that into when you have a more of a uh an effective role um leading into your freshman year at Swickley uh Swickley Academy in Pittsburgh so uh yeah I, I went to Swickley my eighth grade year um and then when high school came around uh we actually already had a pretty good team so I was coming in with uh three other kids that transferred in with me and the uh the high school team 
was already pretty good. They had uh, we I, when I came in my freshman year, there were already five seniors. Right. So um, you know, we we went on my freshman year. We played really well. We ended up uh, winning Whippeals here in Pennsylvania, and then uh, we ended up uh, actually winning the state the state championship, which was you know huge. That's hard to do. It's right. unreal. So, right. 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 It's uh, it's crazy in Pennsylvania. I forget what the what's the exact number. You got to win how many games in a row to win a state championship in Pennsylvania? So you got to win a certain amount to get the Whippeals. Right. And then after that, you got to win. I think it's like four or five games straight against you know competition all over. Right. All over uh, Pennsylvania. So. Right. That's crazy. And said so you just got to get hot and you just got to ride that momentum and kind of see it out to the end. Right, and then uh, so going on to my sophomore year, um, we won Whippeals again, actually, and uh, we we made it to the state semifinal game and uh, lost at the buzzer. Actually, some wow. kid hit hit a three in the corner and hit <laughs> off like the side of the backboard. Ah, like, uh, Jesus! Like Kawhi Kawhi Leonard against who was that? Uh, shoot, uh, Sixers. Sixers. That thing bounced on the rim eighteen different times and then just finally crept in there. That's wild. So, uh, yeah, no, so that was tough, um, tough pill to swallow, but, um, and then, so going to my junior year, I was actually continuing to go, I was going to continue to go to Strictly, but right. I made a last decision, um, on going to First Love Christian Academy, it's in Washington, PA, right. um, you actually, you're involved there too, right? um, and, you know, I think that was one of the best decisions of my life. Right, um, and I think that's that's a hard move. And I mean, we talked to a lot of kids, and it just seems like okay, you got everything going right. One, you just won a state championship. Two, you just lost in the state semifinals. Like, I mean, you're having a lot of really good success at, at your uh, at your high school level, um, where you're already currently at. You probably have a ton of friends. Like things are like I said, th- things just got to be good. And then you have an opportunity to go to a national prep school, um, which is more so designed as like a pretty much just like a national basketball school and it's uh it gets to the point where like you have to pack up and leave all of that all your friends everything you've already already built and go to a basketball school where you can try to like really 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 make a name for yourself and like i said i always say that about aau too it's like you get to the point where if you really want to compete at the highest level you got to compete against the highest level at all levels so now i'm not knocking high school just normal high schools and everything but like you go to the prep school scene and you could be playing Montverde Academy and they have uh, eight potential NBA players that are playing against you. And that's uh, that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow. Um, but if you can compete and, and show out in one game on national prep school scene, you could leave that game with 10, 15 offers if you play well. Right. That's the crazy part, because, you know, going to first love. It was a completely different. It was a completely different atmosphere from Strictly because, like you said, I had plenty of friends there. You know, I had everything going good for me there, and then um, I ended up leaving there to go to First Love, and it was, you know, we had school from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m., and then it was just straight to the court for, for like two or five hours. hours right, right, right. And you know, that puts a toll on you at the start because you know I wasn't. I wasn't completely used to just going hard for four or five hours <laughs> right, straight. Right, right. Strictly, we had an hour and a half practices. Um, so, you know, going there, that was the thing. Like, it was just a big, big, big time decision for me. And it actually, like, it was probably the best decision I ever made in my life because, you know, when you're around basketball that much, it's, it's hard not to get, you know, good at it because you're working at it so much. You're around people that, you know, 
have knowledge of the game and you know i think it's just very important and not only that like you're playing national schedules so like right. we played all over the united states and then we even got to play in canada which was you know a really fun experience and right um but you know i think that's really important is just you know if you can go up a level like that's just you're used to then at that point when you go to college you're used to playing against the top athletes right oh for sure it, it, it's a it's a stepping stone for sure and it kind of bridges the gap between high school and college athletics it's that little middle ground that's like it, it it's college prep ready and uh so that's where i feel like a lot of our athletes ha- have some success in college because of like i said the the, the day in and day out grind um, the travel schedule, the academic schedule, how everything is just set up. It's set up for you to succeed at the college level. So it's not like a huge, huge, huge transition from just your normal high school into college. It kind of prepares you uh, to become, uh, like I said, more round, more well-rounded as a, as, a, as a basketball player, but also as a, as a student athlete as well. Right. No, for sure. I agree with you. So let, honestly, like, let's lead that into, like I said, talk a little bit more about your junior and senior year at First Love and kind of um, when you started to really kind of see some success and then like when did you think your recruiting started to skyrocket and like kind of hearing from school like lower level schools like every so often to now I'm starting to hear from uh, some pretty nice sized division one schools and uh, just kind of talk about a little bit of your recruiting process right now. So coming in my junior year, it was a little bit tough for me. It was actually a hard, a hard transition for me because, you know, I, I wasn't at that pace yet. Right. Um, so it took about a month for me to get used to that. Um, and I got used to it. And then our season was, you know, it starts early in prep league and it ends early. Right. So, um, you know, I had to kind of catch on pretty quick. And, um, you know, we ended up starting our season out. And like I said, we traveled all over the country. So, you know, we were on the road constantly doing school on the road. Like it, it was, it was hard. Right. You know, it was hotel lobby after hotel lobby. Hey, you got an hour and a half. Here's your schoolwork. Let's go. Let's get it done. And we can move on. Now we got to go do a walkthrough. Now we got to go do practice up. Oh, now we got a game. Like it's just, it's a grind. And like I said, if you're not ready for it, like it, it's not built for everybody. Right. Exactly. You know, you gotta be mentally strong. You gotta, you just gotta be, you know, all in or all out. So, right. Um, you know, going continuing with my junior year is, uh, you know, in practices we would have, you know, plenty of college coaches come in, um, and you know, just watch practice. And you know, some kids would get offers after, and you know, I never got that much my, my junior year. I right. just got a bunch of interests, and so it was more of a grind for me to, you know, see, seek success as you know, getting Division One offers or any type of college offer, right. and so. It was near the tail end of my junior year. We went to, uh, I forget where, but we played Jonathan Kamingo, who's in the G League right now, actually. Yep. Um, and we ended up losing the game, but uh, I had I, I performed pretty well, and um, I ended up getting my first two offers. Back-to-back, that same night, I believe. Ryder yeah. and some Bryant, maybe? Those two, yeah. Ryder and Bryant. Um, yeah, it was Ryder and Bryant. And I think, that, I think as soon as you can kind of get that first one, then it's like, one, it takes a little bit of pressure off you. It gives you a little reliever. But then also it's like, man, I got one. I got to get two. Okay, I got to get two. I got to get five. I got five. I got to get ten. And it's just like it gets to the point where, like, you can really, like, steamroll that momentum. And like I said, if you can really hit it, 
then like I said, just got to go and roll with it. Right. And so, um, you know, after getting my first two, like you said, it was definitely a relief. But, um, you know, I knew that was far from where I wanted to be. So, um, you know, it, it didn't really change much. It was just more, like you said, a relief. Um, and then so continuing, there was about a three month period there where I still didn't get anything else after that. Right. So um, it, it tailed into, you know, the AAU season. I ended up playing for um, OBC in the Adidas Gauntlet Gold. Right. Um, and like we, we played all over the country also. And it wasn't like just any ordinary uh like AAU tournament, like these were gauntlet tournaments. Right. So we, like I said, you're playing the top competition. You know, you're playing players that are, I play players that are in the NBA now, which is just crazy. Right, right, right. Um, so, you know, that's when, I mean, there was college coaches just skylined across each baseline, like fifty, hundred. Right, like right, right. And I honestly, I honestly think that like, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about AAU here in a second, but like, I honestly feel like. Like AAU and the prep scene is way different than just like I said, your normal high school or your normal AAU because it gets to the point where like, okay, you, you're on the live circuit. So Nike, YBL, uh, your Adidas gauntlet, now the Adidas Three Stripes League, like, okay, then your Under Armour Rise, the, the actual live circuit stuff. You, like I said, you go to one game, like you said, there's baseline, sidelines can be completely filled with college coaches. So all it takes is for you to have one good game in front of the right coach. And like I said, everybody starts knocking on your door. Um, it's the same as same as prep. If you go to a master showcase like we did in in New York or Las Vegas, it just seems like okay, there's hundreds and hundreds of coaches here. You got to play right one time, <laughs> and it could and it could change your life. So like real quick, talk about like a little bit of a difference between um, the levels of AU. Okay, the live period stuff with like I said, the actual circuit circuit AU and just like normal your normal AU uh, teams. So um, in ninth grade, I started off playing uh, for my dad's AU program, which you were a part of, actually. Right. Um, Basketball Prospects of America out of Pittsburgh. Right. Um, and so, like, you know, we, we played in some pretty good tournaments at times, but, you know, they were usually just your normal, like, at a high school, like, you're bringing a couple teams in. Like, that was just your usual. Right. And every once in a while, you would go to some bigger tournaments, but, like, it wasn't, like, every time. And so... You know, transitioning that into, you know, going to a gauntlet or like an EYBL, like it's a big difference because every game you play, one, there's college coaches there, two, you're going to a known like event. Right. So it's like you're playing in, in a gauntlet, like you're not just playing in a normal high school AU tournament. Right, for sure. So, you know, that that's, that's huge. You know, that's a big difference. And I'd say pace is big because like – you could have someone just make up an AAU team with players that, you know, right. friends of, of, of a best player, maybe, or dad that's bringing a bunch of people into a program. But, you know, in, in the gauntlet, like, you're picking the best athletes around the country to play for your team. So, right. like, you're playing the best competition possible. For sure. So I think that's just the biggest difference between regular AAU and playing for, you know, more organized a program. Cir- a circuit, tra- absolutely. So like I said, kind of like, like I said, you play you play really well uh, with uh, uh, Mike Duncan with OBC, Ohio Basketball Club, on the Adidas Gold. Um, ha- have some have some success shooting the basketball. Um, 
in, in AU, and then now all of a sudden you start to take off towards the end of your junior year, end of your uh, end of your senior year. Like I said, you start to see your uh, recruiting rise. So kind of talk about like, like I said, whenever these these other schools started to get in the mix and they started offering you, and then kind of like ultimately what what made your decision to go where you are now. So um, I would say following. You know, that game where I got my first two offers, first love, and going to the AAU season, uh, we played in, I believe, Dallas, our first circuit. And, um, you know, that was big for me because, uh, you know, I, I actually every game, I think I had over 20 points. And, you know, I, I played pretty good defense. So I think, you know, because it doesn't always matter about offense, but right. if you can score, it helps. Right, right, right. So um, I actually, I ended up, I think, in AAU. Like that whole season, I ended up pulling out like eleven or twelve offers. Wow! So that that was the biggest jump for me was AAU. Um, you know, like the, it was fun though. Like it wasn't like a it wasn't like a I don't know how to explain it, but like it was a good feeling. So it wasn't like stressful. Like it was a good feeling to you know have coaches call you and talk to you because. You know, it made your self-esteem go up. Right, right, know, right. You felt real good about yourself. So, you know, I would say that was just the biggest thing. Oh, for sure. And I said it, 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 it's big. And I said to see your to see your confidence grow it is huge, especially in the game of basketball. As soon as you see the, the ball go through the net one time, and it's like, okay, one time turns into two. Now you can get hot. Here, here, here's your heat check. Now you're shooting from 5, 10, 15 feet behind a line and just in rhythm. And uh, it's big. Um, like I said, talk to talk about. Like I said, when did you start to narrow down uh, your list of schools, and then ultimately, how did you end up deciding? So um, I think it was actually before my senior year. It was going into my senior year. Um, you know, I really started. I, I think I had twenty plus offers at that point. Right. Um, so I really started to like, I sat down with my dad, talked to him, we, you know, we made a list of pros and cons of each, of each school, you know, where I fit best, what would, what, where would I want to go? Like what city would I want to be in? Right. Stuff like that. And so it came down to five schools. Um, I don't remember those exact five, but, um, you know, I ended up committing to Duquesne and I think that was my reasoning on that was just. You know, it's a hometown thing. I'm from from here. Basically, I moved here, played here. Um, you know, Coach Keith Danbrot, he's a you know big time winner. He's really hard on his players. You know, um, you know, and when he recruited me, he was there every time the ball, like every time I was dribbling the ball, he was basically there. You know, right. He was there and through the games. Like this was for six months straight. Right. So it took time for him to actually offer me before. So he was there for six months straight, just watching me, you know, on and off the court, like how I acted on the bench, right? How I acted in my dark moments when I wasn't shooting the ball well, or when I wasn't being well offensively or defensively. And he also saw when I was great, you know. So I think that's very important for a college coach is to see like how you act when you're playing great and when you're not playing so well. For sure, they can kind of see, like I said, all aspects of you. They said even if you're not playing, they. Coaches notice things. How you how you're acting on the bench? Are you standing up? Are you clapping? Are you cheering your teammates on? Okay, you're on the court. Are you holding everybody else accountable? How are you being a leader? How you how are you picking your spots? Are you forcing anything? Like I said, people people will notice things. 
um, but more importantly, uh, film. Film sees everything, and it's hard to cheat on. So it's like get to the point where, um, like I said, coaches watch film. Coaches are there in person, and they want to see how you are as a person, how you are as a player, how you are as a leader. Right, and so continuing on with why I commit here is because, um, like I said, Coach Coach Keith is you know he's a great coach. He has a great background, um, and. It's just, it's just a great atmosphere. On my visit, I felt welcomed. You know, I felt like at home. I was close to home. Um, and, you know, I like to win. So knowing that, you know, the program's had success in the past, it's just, I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Right, for sure. Yeah, like I said, now uh, uh, let, let's, let's lead that lead that into your freshman year at Duquesne. So now this has been a, a really weird time for everybody, but... Um, Class of 2020, graduate from First Love National Basketball School, and then lead it into, okay, a national pandemic hits COVID-19. How does that impact kind of the start of your, I guess, college career and uh, how different how different this year has been and kind of uh, everything that's going on at Duquesne leading into the first first season there? Oh, man, it was brutal from the start, actually. You know, we, we came in here, our, our move-in got pushed back a month and a half. Right. So that was bad from the start. Um, and then we finally got here, and we had two positive cases off, off the rip. So right off the had, jump. Yeah, so it, it was, I mean, which was, I didn't, I had no doubt that that wouldn't happen. You know, we have kids coming in from all Everywhere. over the country. So, right, right, right. Um. That ended up happening, and then we started workouts with the guys that were healthy, um, but they weren't just like, we couldn't work out as a team, so it was like two coaches or two uh, ball boys with masks on, gloves on, one ball at each hoop, and it was basically just like shooting and, you know, dribbling and a little bit of conditioning, but like, it wasn't like we, I didn't get to know the players until half, like halfway through the season when we all started to be able to practice. Right, right, right. So it wasn't the exact college like atmosphere. <laughs> we didn't have that brotherly love right away. Right. Um, so you know that was tough, and then so we got through all that. Preseason was about a month and a half, like with all the COVID stuff, because we had to get like, whenever one person tested positive, we had to shut down for ten days, right? Two weeks. So it pushed everything back, and our conditioning was off. So you know it's been really hard to you know contribute to you know playing and a high level when you're just keep getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Um, so we ended up playing uh, our first games in uh, at Louisville in an actual, it was a tournament. Yeah. Um, so we played our first game, we played our second game, and then our last three games got canceled. Right. Due to COVID. Right. So we went home, and then we had like four games scheduled after that and they all got canceled back to back to back because there was positive tests. Wow. Um, so, you know, COVID has, you know, paid a toll on everybody. And, you know, it's, it's harder for some, it's harder for some than it is for others. But, you know, it's, it's definitely paid a toll and right now we're actually on a three game win streak, which is nice and, you know. Like I said, it's just, it, it just seems like it's a completely different uh, experience than every other year, every other situation you've been put in because like I said, this whole pandemic is just wild. And like I said, there's so much unknown. There's so many uncertainties. And like, I remember, I, I believe you, we were talking and like, you were all excited getting ready to, I think the fly to St. Louis. And 
you you went, made the trip, get there a couple hours, like before game time and all that stuff, and then find out the other team tested positive and it turns into like, there's no game, we're just turning and flying right back home. Like that's, that's pretty crazy of like, I guess what can just happen. And it's just so unknown that you got to prepare for the unprepared, I guess. Right, yeah, for sure. So we got there uh, the night before. Um, we ate our meal. We woke up the next morning, had a walkthrough. It was like, honestly, like, I think it was like five hours before the game. Right. Someone tested positive, Jeez. which is unreal. So we ended up just packing <laughs> our bags and going back. Right, 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 right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's 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 crazy. And I said it. It just gets to the point where, like I said, you have no idea what's going to happen, and um, every situation is 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 key. So who are you, who you surround yourself with, like what you're doing outside of the team stuff, like you got to be so careful. And uh, they say because if you if you do one thing and you test positive, and that could impact you, yourself, your family, your school. Now it turns into okay, you go to St. Louis, that could impact two schools. Like it just is a trickle effect. It just keeps, like I said, just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's just it gets to the point where like it's just, yo, can we just can we just play? Can we just hoop? That's all you really want to do. Right, and and that's the tough part is when you get set back when when someone tests positive or you're traced back to someone who you're around that tested positive. Like you're out for so many days, like your conditioning goes down like you just you lose so much right so it plays like a big impact on everything right 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 so that no that's that's it's crazy and so you just got to be so so careful with everything that's going on right now um but let's honestly let's just kind of like lead that into i want to hear give me some like personal goals that you're kind of looking forward to so like if you can i want to hear personal goals like throughout this year throughout your college career and then um if you have any personal goals like after your college career and uh just kind of see where jet rosing is looking to go in the future yeah so um obviously um this year my biggest goal would to be win our section win our conference um and make it to the ncaa tournament right you know that'd be a big goal for me i remember since I was really young, just watching college basketball players play in the NCAA tournament, like, man, like, I want to be there one day, and I finally have the chance, so, like, it would be nice to, you know, fulfill that. Right. Um, and then just throughout my whole college career, you know, I would, I would like to, you know, make it to the NCAA tournament every year and just have a, a, a successful winning season. Right. Um, you know, that's big, and, you know, I, I would also like to, you know, have a three-point percentage over 45%, you know, for my career. I think that would be very, you know, that's tough to do. Right. Um, and so I need to help hold myself accountable and put the time in to, you know, make that happen. Um, and, you know, like I said, just continue to work hard. And, you know, after after college, you know, I would like to play professionally if it's overseas or wherever it is. You know, that's always a kid's goal. Right. Um, so if I, if I can fulfill that, that would be amazing. You know, my dad played overseas, so if I can do that too, it would mean a lot to me. Oh, and I'm sure, sure it would mean a lot to him. Oh, absolutely. So talk about that. What what sets sets you apart? Like, what makes Jet Rosen Jet Rosen? Like, what sets your skill set apart from everybody else? So I think being taught from my, like, being coached by my dad from a young age, like, he was never easy on me, you know, like most kids want to hear what they did good and not what they did bad, but he gave it all to me. 
like he would always he would actually never tell me I did good he would always say oh, I was average or oh you did this wrong you did that wrong he would never tell me I did good even though I knew I did good All right <laughs> it was just like, he, he tried to like play with my mind that's when you know you tried to self-destruct me basically right 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 sounds like sounds like the nate rosing that i know as well yeah no, so <laughs> nothing's good enough all right and so i think that's what made me the player i am today you know that's what put me in the gym hours upon hours because i wanted to perfect it you know, right with i wanted to make him happy right so i think that's what made me who i am today is you know being pushed constantly and you know it never being enough right you know, and I also think for me, um, you know, getting in the gym daily, like kids think just taking an off day is like, that's just another day that someone else is getting better. Right. There's... So, you know, I think you should take your time, like wisely, use it wisely because it goes fast. Oh, like, for sure. Time, and I said, there's, you can always, you can always rest. You can have a rest day, but like, okay, you can always watch film. You can always stretch. You can always rehab and recover. You can always shoot free throws. You can always work on ball handling. You can always... You can always improve some piece of your game. You don't have to be going a million miles a minute every single workout. But it, like you said, if you can use your time better and you can and prioritize what you really want to work on, you don't have to be in the gym for hours and hours and hours. You can have more more detailed, focused, locked in work and get more results. And I said somebody that just goes to a YMCA and is there for six hours and BSing for three of them and talking to their girlfriend on the phone for an hour and then up changing their song on, on their phone listening to music like no just get it get locked in get dialed in you can get more work done right for sure and um you know you can go to a gym for an hour and, and get a great workout in if you're right. not you know everywhere if you're not looking over at someone else talking like you just gotta stay focused and dialed in right no i think you know i'll never forget it was during quarantine um we were in my driveway and you know, I didn't have a gym to go to during quarantine because everything was just shut down. So I, I used my outside hoop and my dad came out to shoot with me. And, you know, I was messing around and I missed my first three form shots. And I'll never forget, he punted that ball so far into the woods. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, he told me to go inside, didn't talk to me the rest of the night, didn't talk to me the next day. And then we had a big talk that night and he was like, wait, are you ready to take this serious? Like, you're about to go to college in a couple right. months. Like, right. So, you know, I would just say, like, take everything as serious as you can. Don't waste any moments. Like, you know, that's what made me who I am today. Right, right, right. Man, that's, that's wild. You ever going to miss three three form shots in a row again? Never again. <laughs> I'm I mean, sure. it was bad. I was, I was actually scared for my life. Oh, here we go. <laughs> that's, just, that's just how he is, though. Like, yeah, he, yeah. He's just constantly, like... Constantly pushing. Constantly. It's, it's never an end. I said it's ultimately I think it, it having having people like that that want the best for you that see the vision that you want see the vision that they have and it's like they're not going to settle for anything less than that I think is huge so yeah I'm, I'm all for putting my arm around somebody and tell them hey you did a great job but also it gets to the point where like you're supposed to work hard you're supposed to do the right things it's like you got to hold yourself accountable and, and put the necessary correct work in and then okay now we finished that now let's move on to the next piece okay great let's move on to the next piece and like i said it's it's a never-ending process to keep working on ourselves. but i feel like you said like yeah you got to have fun yeah you got to enjoy your time along the way but also i feel like you got to lock in and you got to take it serious because like you said there's 
hundreds and thousands and millions of people that are still trying to do the same exact thing you're trying to do. And if I'm not mistaken, there's roughly 450 spots, if not give or take a few more in the NBA. So like, are you trying to become one of those 450-ish? Or like, what are you really trying to do? Are you just trying to have fun? Great, have fun. Okay, and then move out of the way so somebody who wants to take it serious can step in and take it serious. Like, so you really got to lock in every single day and, uh, and and fulfill your goals. Right, and that's another thing. Like, even like throughout my high school career, like if I had a, like if I wasn't if I had a day off from school or if it was during the summer, like I wasn't allowed to go out with my friends. I wasn't allowed to go do anything unless I worked out that day. I lifted that day. Like I had to lift before I was able to do anything. I had to shoot before I was able to do anything. Right. And so, like that's the thing. That's just like you got to take things more serious if you want to be at the next level. Oh, for sure. So honestly, like. Let, we're, we're about wrap this up, but like, let's uh, let's talk about like, give me some of like your most memorable moments in your career up into this point. If you have any like one or two that kind of like stick out, what have been like the mes- mo- most memorable moments so far? So I would say my first one would be um, we played in the cancer research class like last year, um, and we played. I forget who we played. Do you remember? Uh, ISA uh, last yeah, year. ISA, yeah. Um, and you know, from, from being like being a part of Wheeling and being born there, like I had all my, like a lot of friends there, a lot of parents I knew, like just a lot of people there, there including college coaches. Um, and I just, I had probably one of the best games of my life. Right. I shot the ball really well, played defense. Like, I think that was my most memorable moment of that day though, was, uh, I came down the court, I forget, it was like a fast break or something. And this kid was smothering me. They were like, I had no room. And I just kind of stepped back. And I just kind of did a step back and like launched it. And it was, I was, it was like a heat check type of moment, but like it went in and I was just like, <laughs> I was feeling it that game. We're over there on the bench shaking our head, like terrible decision, terrible shot. And then it went in and we're all just standing up clapping for you. All right, Jet, good pull, baby. Good pull. Right, everyone was like, no, like, I'm like no. <laughs> Right. You just drop. That's all right. good. No, so that was my first one. Um, I would say my second would be I was playing in the circuit, uh, Adidas Gauntlet, and we were playing a really good team. Uh, they were called like Final Four or something. And uh, we were down three with three seconds left. And, you know, it's the best feeling when you can get a buzzer beater. And, right. Like, everyone dreams of that. Like, and so uh, there was three seconds left. I got the inbound and I hit a step back three at the buzzer to win. And meanwhile, there was 40 coaches there. And right. I wasn't committed at the time. So, like, that was huge for my, you know, for getting scholarships from college. Like, that was just huge. And, you know, that, that I'll never forget that moment. I still I still watch the video to this day. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's, that's definitely huge. Now, let's kind of, like, take that on the other end. Where, did you happen to have any, like, any struggles or, like, any downfalls that you kind of had to overcome to kind of, like, kind of propel you to put yourself in the situation you're kind of at now? Yeah, so, like I said, going in my freshman year at Swickley, like, you know, there was five seniors, and, um, like, obviously kids that were, you know, better than me, you know, they had more, they had more, they played the game longer than me, so it was hard for me to get minutes. I had to earn them, and, like, it was a struggle for me to realize because I was used to being, you know, like, the best in the team. The guy, the right, 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 right. So it was hard for me, um, and you know, it took a lot of you know self confidence. It took a lot of 
staying committed to, you know to get through those moments and like those that's, those are the moments that made me who i am today because usually kids would just stop stop there complain there like instead right. i just fought through it and you know it ended up working out really well and that's with everything though like i've had so many struggles through my life it's just like you got to keep going like just because you had one struggle doesn't mean you should you should stop doing that like you got to fight through it Every, right. everything's not going to be rose oh stuff for sure like that. yeah no i totally understand i said I, ultimately it's the it's the things that you struggle with it's the things that you can't overcome it's the things that, that make things hard it's it's ultimately figuring out a way to make it work and that's it's ultimately like puts you in a better position um in life like i said it, it helps you succeed more because you were able to overcome that adversity that you were faced with right for sure and even in college like you're playing the best at like you're playing the best athletes around like, like around the country right. around the world so it's you know you gotta really fight 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 you can't take an off day you can't you can't do any of that like, you gotta be you know tunnel vision you gotta be focused on what you want to do and like have goals like you said write down goals figure everything out about what you wanted to do like as as personal right so like let's let's lead this in i got a couple of little quick hitters at the end here at the end and then we're, it's and then it's a wrap but like if you can give me uh one piece of advice that you would give somebody like i said that's helped you along the way that like could help them out say they're looking to become a sharpshooter uh, to go play a division one or just anything it doesn't even have to be within basketball give us a one piece of advice to kind of help somebody else along the way i would say always follow your dreams you know nothing's impossible right. so you know when i was younger I, I thought like man i'm never gonna be able to do that but like i'm here now so like i would say don't don't take things for granted like go work hard go work hard day in and day out and get to where you want to be like just don't be average because when when you're sitting on the couch eating a bag of chips someone else is putting work they're getting better than you are so right. that's how you got to think about it right for sure no that's definitely definitely helpful um last couple things i got i need to hear who's jet rosing's top three players of all time and i want to hear it in three two one order so one is the goat so give me your give me your number three then give me your number two then give me your goat all right number three i would say kobe okay number two i don't know if you were gonna like this but i'd say michael jordan yep and number one I can assume you guys know what's coming. LeBron James, I would say so. He's, right. he's been my favorite player for a while. Okay, so give me give me the reason why LeBron's number one. He's just all around. Like, he can do everything. Like he, I think he's the best at everything he does. Like he can pass the ball. He can dribble the ball. He right. can shoot the ball. Right. He can play defense. He can block shots. Like, and he's he weighs like what two forty two fifty. Like that's right. unreal to move to move at that weight as fast as he does and, and to do it jump that high right 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 to, yeah to jump that high and to you know be as old as he is i mean what is he 36 years old and yeah. still doing the same stuff he did as a, as a rookie like that's insane i mean he has like <laughs> he could have five plus years left on and he's playing through his 40s that's unreal crazy right 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 yeah he's he's uh i would say he's one of just the, those rare generational players that has left his mark on the game this far and like who knows what his career numbers are going to look like when he decides to call it all, uh, call it a wraps. Right. And don't get me wrong. It's hard for me to say that because I wasn't in the Jordan era. Right. So like, right, right. I truly don't know, but going off of, like the era I'm in, like 
I would say the Braun. Right. But. <laughs> for sure. So last last couple things I got uh, for anybody that kind of wants to follow along um, on your journey, um, if you can uh, give it to it off the top. What are your uh, your social media handles? Uh, your Twitter handle and then, uh, like I said, Instagram handle. Uh, people can give you a follow and they can kind of uh, keep up and in, in touch with you and and just kind of watch your journey unfold as it goes. So my uh, Twitter is Jet Rosing twenty three. So J E T T R O E S I N G twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um, and my Instagram is actually one up from that. It's J Rosing twenty four. So perfect. Those are those two. Perfect. I, well, like I said, I appreciate everything, Jet. Like I said, I, uh, I said, me and you talk really frequently, and I said we're we're really close. But I said it just gets to the point where you can uh, kind of shed some light on your career and your journey. And uh, like I said, I hope I hope anybody that listens to this can uh, can kind of feel a little bit inspired and kind of take a little page out of your book and kind of work at their game a little bit more. Um, but like I said, this is something I kind of want to do is is bring you on the on the show, talk about your life, talk about your journey. And then give it a year, give it two years, and uh, bring you back on the show and kind of just see how see how things are the same, see how the things are different, and kind of where you're at and your point then. So, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, just kind of talking about your life and your journey. And uh, I wish you nothing nothing but the best of luck here at, um, this year and in, in your college career at Duquesne and whatever uh, your future holds for you, bud. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the show. I enjoyed it a lot, and I hope it helped, you know, the ones watching.